Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. It's been a couple of weeks, Max. Um, do you want to start with your basketball team? What, where, where do you want to go here? Because, I, I mean, I, you you had a great approach to the NBA playoffs, and I really respected your approach you said you know it's it's been pretty positive in the la region lately i'm just going to enjoy the basketball have you been able to just enjoy the basketball or are you a little bit bummed at the lakers being down to the phoenix suns yeah i'd be lying if i wasn't if i said i wasn't bummed uh the thing is is i i've removed i've removed all emotion from it once both anthony davis and lebron got hurt the two good players and- yeah, the two best players, and it just felt like at every turn someone was going to get hurt. So I removed uh, like the emotional side from it, tried to appreciate what has been going on. Um, obviously, it's still a bummer that they stink. Uh, Anthony Davis, unfortunately, just cannot possibly ever stay healthy. It's such a shame considering just like how good he is. Um, the only part of it that's like really sucks is like now that I live in Phoenix, I mean, all of my friends are Suns fans and I mean, I, I'm just getting bombarded with like these, it's just so much trash talk and I'm not giving any out. Uh, I'm just receiving it. And it's, you know, if, if you're a Suns fan out there, if you're my friend listening to this, the reason I'm not giving any out is because you, I don't care about you guys. <laughs> like they, they, they told me that a bevy the other day, there was a big beat LA chant. And I'm like, there's never once in the history of Los Angeles being a beat the Phoenix Suns because <laughs> no one's ever cared. So like, I'm happy for them, but just getting yelled at all the time has made me care a little bit. So it's, it, it, it's a shame we're just getting, you know, beat up, beat up right now. The good news is being on the East coast is I could not watch yeah, any of that impossible. basketball game last night that we lost lost by 30. So that felt good. Um, so, so there's some, some positives there, but yeah, of course it's a shame. Um, but you know, uh, you can't obviously win them all. Uh, hopefully we make a little comeback. It doesn't look great. I'm happy for the Suns as a team, not as a fan base. As I've mentioned, they're quite <laughs> annoying right now. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I respect Chris Paul. I really like Devin Booker. I, I know you like Aiden being an Arizona guy. So it's like fun team to watch. He's looked better in the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, it, it, rarely do you get the, you know, the rookie type of playoff guy that steps up in these moments, but he's Tyler doing it. Two years in a row. You went to a game the other day, didn't you? Yeah, we went to the one, the Lakers won game two. And it was really fun. Like the arena was buzzing. Like it was rowdy. It was really cool. I hadn't been to a sporting event in so long. Uh, I was almost like nervous to go. It was, it was really enjoyable. Um, but it was awesome to see. You know, when you get to go to a place, it's kind of like the Warriors back in the day when they hadn't been in so long and they had uh, the Baron Davis team. I can't forget what they called it. What do they call that team? Like not the dream team, but like the, when the crowd was crazy, whatever I'm blanking. But uh, when you get everybody, like all the, all the fans, true fans behind it, uh, you know, the games are just really loud and really, really exciting. So it was cool to experience. I've never been to a playoff basketball game. So it was awesome. Yeah. They were the, we, is that the, we believe Warriors? Yeah. That was the, that, well, that, that was the Baron Davis celebration. And then Steph, uh, Steph had to pull it back out in the playoffs this year. I actually, can I ask you, is there a chance this is a this is a side basketball take, but would this have been a better series if it was Warriors Suns? Is that is that a possibility that the Warriors would have just beat the 
beat the Lakers and all the play in game stuff. Is there a chance that would have been more fun to watch with uh, the injuries? Yeah, it probably would have been. I mean, anytime Steph plays, I think it's probably more fun to watch. That's a good um, point. You know, but like, so I guess he kind of is like, he's, he's a, like a lot like how we talk about Tiger in the sense that like, you know, he doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. I feel like he is the, the number one guy everybody would want to watch. So I feel like anytime you can get Warriors in, um, you know, it would be great, but uh, they lost. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, no, I, it's, it's a good point. Unfortunately. Yeah. That, you know, like I, I wish John Morant was in every playoff game ever, <laughs> but uh, you know, they are Dame Willard. Like I'm getting all these texts this morning about, you know, from you guys about Dame and from, my, you know, Peter about Dame. And it's like, you know, I slept, obviously was asleep and didn't get to see uh, it finish, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I go and look and like, I go to look at the box score. I'm like, oh, oh, they lost. Okay. You know, like, it's just such a, it's just ridiculous. So. Oh, it, it's, dude, I've, I've, I've now fallen asleep on my couch two of the last three nights because of the East coast basketball thing. Like yeah. I just, I'm trying all everything I've got internally to stay up and watch these games. And then it's just like, my body's like, sorry, man, you're 37. I am out. O U T out. But I try, I battle, I, I battle against father time as much as I can, but uh, let's talk a little golf. You've had a couple of weeks off. Um, you got a chance to kind of chill and, and do some, some personal stuff and things like that. Uh, back at it this week, back uh, at Muirfield village, Big talk this week, course changes, but I want to talk about you first. Uh, how was kind of a little bit of time away from it? Uh, did you get a chance to do some work and stuff? Because, you know, the the crazy thing about that PGA week was that first round. I mean, you played your tail off on Thursday, really, for, for what, 16 holes, and it was tough conditions, and you were kind of on that wrong side of the draw, and you had a chance to kind of take advantage. I know you, you had, a, you had a, a mishap there at 17, but it seemed like you still kind of had had it rolling for, for 16 holes in tough conditions in the wind in the afternoon. It's funny. You said wrong side of the draw. Cause I thought I was on the right side of the draw. And then uh, like other people told us we weren't. So it's always funny with golf. Like there's, <laughs> I, I, I thought we were on the wrong side or right side of the draw and got lucky. Uh, Cause the more I don't, but I guess I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it was obviously a bummer. One, one kind of bad hole. And, uh, it was, it was weird. My, 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 my putting and short game just uh, didn't hold me in. I, I played really, really, really well. And then played pretty good the next day too. And just, you know, kind of packed it in a bit with like nine holes ago, which wasn't great, but it was fun. Uh, how I was really bones? The golf course. How, yeah, was, bones? how was, was bones? Unreal, was it awesome? Like, amazing. Yeah. It was so cool. He's like, he is all world lived up to the hype and then some, so it was really cool being around him. I learned a bit from him. Um, and, and yeah, it, it was, it, you know, I just can't, I haven't put together in a major, I'm looking forward to the U S open for the next opportunity, but it's been, uh, frustrating because, you know, my game felt really good that week. Um, and it just like kind of stinks. It, it always leaves a bad taste in your mouth when one hole or two holes just kind of seem to like set the precedent on the tournament. Um, I could have done a better job the second day of, of really, uh, you know, getting off to a better start, but it was just weird. I, uh, you know, I hit, played the second hole of that Friday and uh, had a pretty easy chip and didn't hit it very good and left myself like 12, 15 feet instead of like two <laughs> and then just missed the putt. And I like, it was just hard to get back into it. Just felt like I wasn't scoring well at all. Um, you know, cause like you mentioned the day before I played 
18 holes of or 17 holes of really good ball striking one three iron that actually I got lucky and it left me in a decent spot awkward but decent and then kind of screwed that up from there and then so it was you know it's just a bummer but uh yeah I I haven't I wish I had a little more time off I've had basically a week I had we flew home this is a part of the season that's hard for west coast people i think just back uh, and forth right it just feels like a lot of back and forth so like i flew home saturday but that you know that you know that's like a travel day i got in early enough but that's a travel day i actually ended up practicing saturday i was so that was probably the most frustrated i've been after a golf tournament in a long time and then practice sunday uh so it didn't really feel like i got any break then then all week you know grinded and then on thursday we had to drive out to uh not had to got to drive out to california uh for stevie f baby's uh wedding get the mention in it's gonna be a good yeah. week i'm not i don't want to blow up his uh wife's instagram but i will say that his <laughs> wife uh she she changed her instagram name to uh to uh like you know as, as one does when their name changes like lace lacy changed it to lacy homa uh at some point and yeah sarah changed it as a similar play on words with uh how steven does his and it's just like it's the coolest smartest thing <laughs> i've seen it's like a perfect kind of like millennial but uh like fun thing to do um because obviously social media is not like proper and legit so it was great uh but yeah so but it was really fun to see everybody it was like a cool recharge the batteries uh it was a lot of beers <laughs> it's a bit exhausting <laughs> um but it was so fun i mean i've known them for so long i've known his wife longer than i've known him so it was it was just i had a blast it was, it was really cool and you've got henry's birthday coming he's about to be two two it's crazy I, so after this podcast we're recording on wednesday morning now i got to go put together there are not joking seven boxes and, and this we don't even do the big birthday thing it's just one of them is like he's obsessed with climbing on stuff so one of them is one of those jungle gym things you got to put together and it just came in all these boxes. I'm looking at Cindy. I'm, I'm like, he's two. He's not 20. I mean, what is what is this set? And then there's a car one of our family members sent. It's starting, though, Max, where you get the the presents they other people send that you have to put together. Yeah. And so the dad basically just spends hours upon hours, like, you know, the, the grain five o'clock shadow, and you're sweating, yes. and you're miserable, and nobody cares that you're miserable. So that's my Wednesday after this podcast. So I'm going to enjoy the next little bit of time with you, and then I, and then I get to go put it together. <laughs> but my goodness, the, the, kid is, the kid is a nut, and it's so much fun to, to be around him. I can't believe he's already two. So uh, I, wanna, I wanted to ask a couple of Bones things. One Bones question is, like, what was one major thing you took away from Bones in the moment? So, like, Thursday, Friday, play in the event playing a major championship that you and Joe might bring into play the way you guys kind of go about your business. Ooh. If, if anything, you know, what, what's interesting, what's interesting about that is I don't think anything because I, I think that the hardest part about having him there, that's absolutely. And he would agree is not a discredit to him is that was beyond like easily the hardest part because it was really windy and Joe and I have a pretty good understanding of, you know, what shot I'm already going to hit for the most part. Right. And, and that's like, you guys know it as you're walking vibe. up to it. Yeah. A little more. So Joe will know what shot I'm going to be comfortable with bones kind of almost, he didn't ask, but I, 
I will say this: once Bones knew what uh, what I was gonna what I was gonna do was uh, once he knew, like he was so direct. Like he does such a good job of like being super. Um, like his the last thing he said seemed to be really uh, like strong and like like authoritative. Yes, it's like, like you know what you're way. doing. He's yep. he's quite good. I don't know if I was just noticing that because it was different than you know joe's voice because i think joe's quite good at that but um the thing i learned the most from bones really was in the practice i was most uh, impressed by it was in the practice round days he's uh really like inquisitive he'll ask like hey if we're here and you're in between would you rather leave it here or here and then um he also like you know i'd ask him about like what do you think about this pin and he would be like well i think you know this is one we have to get after because you know I know it looks kind of scary, but like, you know, you guys are the best players in the world and blah, blah, blah. Like he, he really, really kept talking about playing to win the golf tournament and, and, and setting up the golf tournament to win it. And I thought that was, you know, just how much his mind was on that was really interesting. And in, in, in the strategy portion, obviously not saying we're not thinking that, but I definitely noticed I've gone, I go hole by hole and just try to plot my way around each hole instead of the whole golf course if that makes sense for 72 holes so it's like at some point like hey where are you going to make your birdies and that's kind of what bones was getting at and that's you know that was really cool but he's just a he's really really smart and like he always not only knows where to leave the ball if you're going to miss the green but he he can explain to you so quickly why it would be bad over there that it almost puts in more so I guess that would answer your question. In the moment, it was it almost puts in more confidence in the sense that okay, I definitely don't want to be over there. But he never makes you like scared to be there. It's just like it's he all points positive. It out, speak. That will be hard because of this. Interesting. So you know we can be over here. It's just like he does a really good job of that. Again, I think Joe does a really good job of a lot of that. But for sure, the thing I'll take from Bones was the pre tournament stuff i thought that was like next level his brain just like is was always firing which i found really cool let's take a quick break to talk to you about rapsodo one of our favorite sponsors in the world rapsodo is a mobile launch monitor it's the only golf launch monitor that provides instant feedback with video replay an active shot tracker and data overlay what does that tell you well it you set your phone up on the device and it records your video so you get to watch your beautiful golf swing and it gives you instant information Right there, you can post those videos on social media if you'd like to share how far you can hit your driver or how accurate you are with a 7-iron. It is awesome. It's perfect for 2021. It can be used indoors, outdoors, with a net, anywhere you want to use it. Swings are stored in the MLM app, which allows users to review data from different sessions and easily export captures that they have of their golf swings. And how about the accuracy of this device? Because it's $500 for one of these devices. Most Swing mobile devices are five figures, if you will. This accuracy of the Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor is within 2% of a $20,000 unit. Imagine that like you were driving a car or an airplane, and there was a cheaper model that was this close to the real deal. Unbelievable in terms of what you can afford and what you can have in your golf bag, attached to your golf bag, easy to carry around. I always have mine with me locked right in there on the golf bag next to my next to my rangefinder and it's perfect and, and I mentioned the cost just $50 Rapsodo is offering a limited time discount right now of $50 so now you can save even more money if you visit Rapsodo that's r a p s o d o .com/grip 
rapsodo.com slash grip and use the code grip as you check out, boom, you save 50 bucks right off the top. So now the device is even cheaper. And as I mentioned, within 2% of a $20,000 unit, gives you all the information, all the stats, everything you need. And let me just give you our stat of the week, our Rapsodo stat of the week. Jason Kokrak, who won for the second time on the PGA Tour this past week at the Charles Schwab Challenge, driving accuracy of 73.21%. Imagine how far the guy hits the ball, and he's hitting 73% of his fairways, and he's rolling the rock well this year. I think he's sixth on the PGA Tour in strokes game putting. That is an amazing recipe for multiple wins for a 35-year-old. That is impressive, as is the Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor. I promise you'll love it. It, it is it is necessary. That's what I'll say. It's necessary to know your numbers, and this allows you that at a very, very reasonable cost. Check it out, rapsodo.com slash grip, and use that code grip to save 50 bucks. Have we talked? We haven't talked about your boy yet and his run at the four ball. Yeah, can, no, can, you, can, you give, can you give Joe a little love on this? I mean, listen, I know it's a shame, but I mean, that's damn impressive to just get to match play. These guys don't play golf. I mean, these they have jobs. Yeah, it was so impressive. It was just such a shame because they shot, they lost in the first round of match play after qualifying in like sixth place. Um, they started their tournament off with five straight birdies uh, <laughs> so after crazy. not playing a competitive <laughs> round in like eight years. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, they, they played great both days. So then, yeah, first round of match play, um, they shot six under and lost. They had both had short birdie putts on 18. And uh, this kid made a 15-footer to beat them before they had a chance to putt as they were one down going in. And it was uh, I was getting updates from Peter, who was caddying for uh, um, Johnny. And first off, the round took six hours and 20 minutes match play. That's what Joe, Joe texted me, 620. 620. I mean, I, we were, I was playing golf that day with some buddies, and we were grinding watching them on the uh, on the <laughs> internet, and we started realizing we were playing three holes in the time they played one. So I texted Peter, and I said, hey, man, I need, like, live updates. This is nauseatingly slow. So, by the way, not all – that's not just pro golf. Golf in general has gotten slow. Um but yeah, so uh, he was giving me updates, which was really fun. And I guess Joe on 17, par, th- par three, keep par three, and had a 10 footer to keep the match uh, alive, made it and screamed, come on <laughs> on the green. So I know Joe's talked about how much fun he had. He, they're already talking about going next year. I'm really excited that they had a blast. I'm really excited that they played well because I know that they're really good. It's a shame they lost, especially playing so well. But um, I think it only like, gets them more like invigorated to play again which i think is really cool plus like usga events are just awesome and i'm glad they got to experience like you know even the qualifiers are like you know different than a even like a pj tour monday qualifier so like, definitely built up, so um but yeah it's cool he's a great golfer man he, he's a he's just he's just amazing so it's you know think about not only did he not, I mean, he probably plays a little more golf than, than um, maybe some people with a full-time job in the sense that we'll play golf on the road when he can bring his clubs, but he doesn't play very much golf. Uh, and he's carrying a bag that is literally lowering one side of his body. So he's like doing absolutely nothing to like improve his chances of being great at golf. Yet every time we come home, 
and he does get opportunities to play. He plays really well. He, and he like loves to grind. So it's just like really impressive to see him come go out in a tournament and put it together. Our boy Nicholas Frank sent a. I, I love this. He sent in one of those. Uh, he he's the guy that makes all of our get a grip. Inst- By the way, follow us on Instagram at get a grip pod. But he makes all the images of you. We've got one this week. You know, for your playing uh, at the memorial, he makes one of, of Joe for the, for the four ball we posted on the Instagram account, and I was loving it. I asked him if he could find just a whole bunch of pictures of Joe's head and try to find a whole bunch of like different iterations of the beard. You know, because obviously he had the long beard for so long. He's like. He's like, man, I couldn't dive too deep into Getty. I had to just pull this one out. I was like, it looks great. But yeah, we were, well, I was following along, man. I was texting them. I was all fired up. Uh, Joe sent me a text last week. He's like, hey, how far are you from uh, River Highlands for Travelers Week? I said, not that far. He's like, we're playing golf that week. I'm like, all right, we're trying to rope rope home in as well. We'll try to get a day out. (laughs) But uh, I was was fired up. Again, people don't understand how hard it is, first of all, to qualify into those things and to make match play. I mean, that's kind of, I think if you're not, a Preston summer haze type, you know, your goal when you get there is let's try to make match play. You know, I want to make match play. Let's make match play and see what can happen. And for them to play as well as they play just to get there, to, as you, you mentioned, to finish sixth, it is, that is damn impressive. It is so hard to do something like that, to turn it on when you need to turn it on. Um, so shout out to your boy. I was, I was pumped for him. I was very proud of him. And uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. Speaking of very impressive and proud of, uh, I wanted to ask you, a guy who has spent time on the web now, Corn Ferry Tour, what we're seeing from this Cameron Young kid. We had him on Golf Today. Uh, you could find that on on social media. I, right, I retweeted it from the Golf Today account, but we had Cam on our show Tuesday. So he wins back-to-back Corn Ferry Tour events. It's only the 10th player to ever do it. 37 under par, two straight weeks. Led or co-led every round, Max, <laughs> for eight straight rounds. The you know, winning on the PGA Tour is wild. I mean, you, you talk about it. You've talked about how hard it is. Joel Damon co- came on and talked about how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour. But the hunger on the Corn Ferry Tour, can, can you just speak on that? Because it's all, I mean, it's a mix, but there's a ton of young guys. They're trying to get to the PGA Tour as fast as possible. To win out there, you got to go so crazy low. Can you just speak on what we're seeing from this kid going back to back? Yeah, it's obviously wild winning. Yeah, like you mentioned, once is hard, let alone twice. I do see the on the corn ferry and or web when I was there, it like you you see a lot of people, not a lot, you see some people contend or, or almost get on those runs. I know Gore, I think, won three in a row. He did it twice of the ten people to go back to back weeks. He yeah. Gore was two of the ten. And then Jaeger, you know, almost went back to back. Um so, so I think that it, it's tailored to that a bit on that tour in the sense that a lot of the courses set up very similarly in the, in that they, you have to go really low and it, it's usually because of the weather really soft. So I think you've seen this before. I've never even like fathom note leading or co-leading eight of those rounds. I mean, because <laughs> I remember I played quite well for a two week stretch once uh, my rookie year, but like, you know, I, I happened to just come out on top at the end of the one of the weeks like just because of a good last day and then the next week you know i was around the lead going into the third round and then you know didn't play very well so then sunday like i you know back up with a good round just to get back into like good you know a good standing i mean just to continue to have to do all the media stuff and and then the pressure of all that just over and over and over again to have your game just keep beating everybody is is insane so like I said, you know, sometimes you see people get on a hot streak, but I think that that's like another level of hot streak. That's that's just that's just 
and like I guess just an absolute uh, amazing thing for him to be able to feel about his game to know that you know it, he can literally be better than everyone on any given day, and then that's in like for fourteen days in a row. Um, you know, he doesn't need you know one just like absolute blackout round. He can just keep playing his steady golf and keep leading tournaments day after day. And I just think that's something he, he's going to hang his hat on and be, you know, use, use a lot to, once he gets the PJ tour to, to have even more success. So it's pretty crazy. I, I, I uh, you know, unfortunately wasn't able to really follow it along until too late when then I realized, you know, what he was doing when the social media stuff got posted. So it was just, it was, it was crazy. You know, I, I, I don't even know if Tiger's really done much stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that, that kid's going to be a, be a, an absolute baller. I imagine uh, once he makes it, once he gets to start playing on the PJ tour. So the mentality when you were playing web, do you feel like your mentality was just always offense, never defense? And in the PGA tour is a little more defense. Is, is that fair to say, or, or is there little of defense to be played when you're playing those kind of soft web golf courses? I guess. I guess probably, uh, probably more the former. Okay. The, the offense is just like if you shot even, you just feel like, like you just did nothing. I mean, is that kind of the feeling? Mo- yeah. There, there's definitely, I guess it depends. There's definitely a few courses like Ohio State. That you play a little, yeah, you play a little more like golf, quote unquote. Um, you know, Indiana Evansville, which is now the tour championship, I guess. So that one's a tough one. Um, and then uh, Wichita is, is, can be can be a little more windy. So it's a little more defense, although the scores go low. But yeah, I mean, you go to Springfield, Missouri, and if you're even through four, you are already getting lapped. <laughs> so it's tough, but I think you get, you get you in a groove of doing that. So that that's good. But yeah, PJ Tour, you're playing. It's almost like a completely different game. I think it's why you see some of these uh, guys first jump out here from the corn fairy season and go straight in because they've been playing really well obviously like a lot of a lot of them just got you know on a hot streak and got their card as of late and then because uh, the pj tour doesn't believe in an off season you get to just start like a week and a half later and that's a big benefit i would think because you're riding confidence and you don't know and you're playing aggressive i do think that to win you need to play aggressive out here however that's also where you have to like find your balance. But a lot of those guys will have really good runs in the fall to start. And it makes sense. You're playing good and you're not scared of golf courses because you're, you've literally been taught not to be afraid of the golf course. You're just to make birdie everywhere. But I do think that at some point that falls off and you start to realize, Oh man, these courses are a lot more demanding and, and pars become a lot better than the thought of birdie and like you plot your way around a lot more. You look at a course like Muirfield Village this week. It's going to be really hard now. I know it's it's raining a ton, so I'm hoping that doesn't change too much. But when we played the practice on yesterday, all we're talking about is how hard this course is going to play if it can stay firm. Um, I don't I don't know what it'll do once it gets soft, but um, or, or how it will play. I guess uh, as far as how easy it will be. But if it was like it was yesterday for a week, it would be just like you know, it would just be demanding. Uh, in every way so um you know all of a sudden you start to play those kinds of events and the the offense becomes a little too much but it's just 
it's also, it's good to have some of that, you know, talking to bones and like realizing that's what Phil must've been so good at. Um, but man, and you know, it's definitely, you, you just, it's really hard to overpower the forces out here. Whereas on the corn ferry, it's obviously seems to be more of, you know, fire, like see if it's your week and kind of fire away because you can also get up and down from my memory from so many spots short-sighted uh, out there as opposed to out here it, you know like I said especially on a course like this one it's like you hit it in the wrong spot here and you're trying to take 20 feet per par and see what happens so that that's your big big difference in in the the tours but it's also good to learn how to be aggressive because this tour will teach you almost it almost trick you into like being afraid uh, a bit more I have a, a good idea to just throw in the middle of the podcast. If you win back to back on the Corn Ferry Tour, you just it should be auto. Just go straight Yo, to the tour. Two in a row. I mean, I mean, it's only been it's only happened ten times. I mean, you know, like that's the thing is, if it happened fifty times, I would say no. But when something has happened for the tenth time ever in the history of this tour, it's obviously very hard to do in a very rare feat. So let's just send them up. That's all <laughs> we need. Back to back, back to back weeks. You're sent right up. Let's see what you can do on the PJ Tour because. You know, Max, the the idea here, like a Cameron Young, right? He's playing great golf. You mentioned it. If he if he had, if he was on the tour tomorrow, there'd be a chance he'd be scary. I mean, he's playing great. He's swinging great. He feels good. He feels confident. This would be kind of the time to get it. You know, I mean, that's what we saw with Jason Gore. You mentioned Jason Gore, right? He gets promoted to the PJ Tour and wins. You know what? A, a couple of weeks later, it's carry that momentum onto another tour and give the chance give give a young kid a chance. Uh, in that capacity would be interesting. That's just my my random good idea. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to ask you about. Have you played Olympic Club, by the way? Have you ever played Olympic Club in San Fran for the U.S. Women's Open this year? Yeah, I think I've played it two two times. The I've played the other, the Ocean, more, but I've played that Lakes course where they do the championship two times. I've heard, I mean, I've I've walked Lakes and I've played the 18th hole randomly. I know that's kind of strange. And I've played the Ocean course, but... And the Cliffs course, uh, I played 100 holes in the Cliffs course in one day. Shout out Tom Coyne. But why is it that the Lakes is so hard? Because I keep hearing about lies. I keep hearing about, like, moving the ball off the tee. I read some Tiger quote that he said, it's the it's the hardest driving golf course we play at, at any point ever on tour. Uh, greens are really small. Can you just kind of take it as, as, as your analyst, as your golf analyst for the week, can you take us through Olympic Club? Yeah, the reason it's so hard is because um, – a bunch of the holes dog leg, uh, but the fairway uh, uh, slopes away from the dog leg. So your ball has to be curving a lot, like not a little, like it has to be curving a lot or land on the exact like dead on perfect line to hold the fairway. Um, I remember during the U S open uh, watching it and the fairways were really firm. So it was, you know, there's a few holes that I, you almost had to run it through the rough short, to get it to slow down. Um, they also have a couple tee shots where the, there's a tree that will be on the corner of that fairway. And those trees there in San Francisco catch a lot of golf balls. So like you're, you're almost bringing in the opportunity to like lose your golf ball by pushing that corner. So it's too long to not take on the dog leg. So yes, yeah, so you really need to work the ball or else, the, you know, you're going to go in the rough and then obviously rough it any tournament, but especially us open is going to be a, a serious pain. Um, but that's really what they do out there. It's just, um, 
uh, you know, it's awkward. Uh, it requires a lot of precision. My favorite hole is 18 and it's not like that at all. It's, it's like a four or five iron for, you know, from the tees we played. Uh, but it's like the fairway is like 18 yards wide. Tiny. And the green's really tiny, but it's pretty much like, Hey man, we're letting you hit a five iron, you know? <laughs> so like you should be able to, you know, in your head, you should be able to hit it that straight. Obviously it's, it's still a tough shot. Um, but it's an interesting golf course. It's, it's, you know, you play San Francisco fog or, or the heavy air, the ball doesn't go anywhere. It's cold. Um, I'm excited to watch. Uh, but, um, yeah, I've never, <laughs> not a huge fan of the fairways kicking away from the dog leg. Okay. Um, but I do like the idea that it makes you work the ball. Like you truly have to work the ball to hit the fairways. Like I said, unless you want to challenge those trees and then run it through the rough, uh, to get to the fairway. Cause it was like Tiger, you said Tiger mentioned, like it is one of the hardest driving courses I've probably ever been on. Tiger, I mean, in 2012, if you remember through two rounds, Tiger, I think he was tied for the lead, but he was trying to hoy lake his way around Olympic. Remember, he kept trying to hit irons all over the place and it just eventually caught up to him because either you miss a fairway with an iron and it's kind of auto bogey or you start to pull driver if you're needing to be aggressive and if you're not hitting it straight, then you're in the rough there as well. You know, that's the time I, that's the only time I ever ran into your boy, Aaron Rodgers. I was out walking, uh, there was the Tiger Phil, maybe Bubba group. Bubba was like, in it, it like, you know, it just won the masters, I think. And it was like Bubba Watson. Right. And it was Tiger Phil Bubba. And I remember I was walking down the fairway and some guy's like, Hey, 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 how they doing? I turned around. It was Aaron Rodgers. I was like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And I like walked and chatted with him for two or three holes. And then people started shit talking him and he had a great line to a Vikings fan. And, uh, I was like, this guy's a pretty, pretty big legend. I, I really like that move. So that was my Aaron Rodgers experience. I remember that round too, because my buddies went up to watch and, uh, they went and watched the same group. You were Tiger, Phil and Bubba and Ty, uh, Phil had this crazy black outfit on yes. like these pants that had like diamonds. It looked like in, in like on them. And my friends a bit, he, he, I think he texted me and said, I think Phil Mickelson's wearing space pajamas. And it, <laughs> I will never forget that. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an interesting time in Phil's Phil's career back then in the early 2012 time. Every every year. Uh, and, and by the way, we hadn't even talked on Phil winning the PGA. Did you? you I, mean, I, I know. So I know you said you were really frustrated over the weekend. Did you? I know you, and I know you didn't watch much of the PGA. Did you watch anything late with Phil or no? No, I didn't watch anything. Although Lacey was watching the last hole, and and you know, basically yell, "Come watch this!" Just because everybody was. Um, obviously the crowd came in and was following uh them closely so that was really cool to watch i love when that they let that happen obviously got a little aggressive with brooks having to like literally swim out of the crowd um but it was really fun you know the legend like you get to watch him win and it's incredible didn't see it coming <laughs> i don't think anybody <laughs> no. saw it coming no. Um, no, but, you know wasn't a big pick he's an amazing <laughs> it, it proves that when you're that talented it just takes a week of it clicking and it all it all can can go your way um but he, he's he's tremendous man that's it's uh, i can't i was talking to somebody about this the other day it, i can imagine my body being able enough to to keep playing at that age i can't i guess yet imagine being like that as invigorated as he is to keep getting better because he he still works really hard and he is really passionate and that's pretty amazing for someone who's who's pretty much been the best or second best of this his entire life. That's a lot 
going on. Um, so it's just my, my, my hats off. That was one of the most impressive things I think we'll ever see. Yeah, I was, it, it's a good point you make about kind of the mindset of, of getting older and still wanting to grind. I was, I remember I was, uh, I was having lunch with Steve flesh. He was like 48 or 49 and he was talking about just this. And he was saying how, you know, he can still hit the golf shots and he still has the game, but it was the, the hours of grinding that just don't seem interesting to him at all. And he was, he was trying to work on that because he knew obviously he was getting close to 50 and he was going to have a chance to make a run on the champs tour. So he had to get, you know, more involved in terms of practicing and, and grinding on the golf course. But he said that was, that's the hardest thing is like, I don't want to go play nine holes on a Tuesday as a practice round. You know, I, I don't want to go yeah. spend three hours out there, you know? And so what he said he'd do is he'd go out at like 6am, like first off, you know, it'd be him and Jerry Kelly or somebody like that just to get it in, but to avoid those long practice rounds. Cause the, the in-between time was the stuff that really, that he really struggled with. And I, I saw a great quote from Xander this week about Phil and just talking about Phil still being that interested kind of basically that interested student about golf, still asking questions and wanting to know things and trying different stuff. I mean, even the, the psychotic idea of changing your putting grip on the 71st hole of a major, because the ball was sitting down too far or something, whatever the hell he said to Justin Thomas's tweet. And you're like, wait, what, what are you talking about? I mean, I wouldn't change my putting grip if I'm playing a nine hole match at Longshore for $12. And this guy's changing his putting grip on the 71st hole of a major championship. But that willingness to tinker is something that I think is unique because I think a lot of tour pros are like that. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if you're still playing a seven wood, but just to throw a seven wood in a different putter and you went two weeks later with a new putter. I mean, you've got to be willing to do different stuff. And I think that's actually something pro golfers are amazing at and something that am amateur golfers really struggle at because there's a fear of something different with the golf swing or with your golf bag. Yeah, that's a good point. Phil, Phil definitely, uh, I mean, he might do that to keep himself in, like, interested. kind of interested, uh, perhaps. And also, uh, you know, that's kind of just like his his uh, DNA is that like he he thinks a lot. So when he switches to a claw grip on the seventy first hole because the ball's in a little indention, and he knows that with the claw, you know, he's going to get a bit more loft, and the ball is going to come out better. It's just like most people. <laughs> probably have thought of that but not like as it's happening right <laughs> let alone to like you know but that's him like that's why he's been so good that's why he you know he talks about even bones brought it up on one of the holes uh i played what i can't remember what hole it was i hit uh, a shot really well and it was in the practice round i hit a shot really well uh to like you know 12 feet and i want to say jordan hit next same club he hit it really well looking on the same line they came up a couple yards short and hit the hill and came back down the hill and uh bones was like did you tee that up and i said yeah and he goes okay because uh jordan didn't tee it up and that's the thing uh, phil's talked about that you get four you know four extra yards when you tee it up because there's you know you catch a little bit more on the sweet spot i don't know but it's just like that both their brains in the moment are so much further along i feel like than most of ours were like we would think about that later but and that's on the forefront of their mind. That also makes Phil makes Phil so good, and his hands are just amazing. But you know, he's a when you're that good at something, you're a different breed. Um, so it's I don't know. It's it's uh, it's crazy to think that you know 
he, like I said, he can be kind of struggling and have one good week and literally win like one of the biggest tournaments in the world. That's just how good he is. That's how much talent he has. That's, that's what's amazing about Phil. Do you have any good Phil stories, like a good practice round story or playing a little golf with Phil that you can share? I mean, I know there everybody seems to have something that he's said or done in these matches. I mean, even earlier in the week, you know, being three up through three, and I guess he was playing with Stricker saying, I wish I thought I thought we'd be more up at this point. You know, like, I mean, this is like who Phil Mickelson is like that. He's a he's a he's a subtly amazing trash talker, right? Yeah, he, he's. He is a special trash talker. Some of it, some of it doesn't land, um, but he—I'll give him the credit. Is he'll just keep firing. Okay, so he's a—he's a—he's a volume shooter, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, no, I'm just fighting. He—he—he's—you know—he's quirky. He says some really funny stuff. He obviously always has like the ultimate, um, you know, card to play because, like, he—you <laughs> know—he—he—he he, he one time, you know, he'll, he'll always say these like subtle things, like we were talking about the corn Ferry tour and like how difficult it is to get onto the PJ tour from there. And he just, he basically like really like to the point where I almost didn't get it, but he was just like, I just don't get why more people don't win a PJ tour event while they're an amateur. So they, they can just go straight to the PJ tour. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Then I'm like, Oh, and then I look at him. He's just, you know, like smiling, <laughs> like, um, but he's got a lot of stories, but like one of my favorite Phil stories, first time I ever played with him, we were sitting at lunch after, um this was just you know when we were home and we were talking about golf and putting and uh i was talking about ricky fowler's putting stroke and i mentioned something about his legs or something and he he was like oh he's like you know i need to try that it's like i think you're you know this is seven years ago you're doing all right like i don't think you need to try anything (laughs) but like that's just where his brain goes he's always trying to get a little bit better just get a little bit better and like obviously it paid off in dividends so he's just but yeah i know a lot of trash talk stories but uh, they're if they're they're not to me and i don't want to i understand somebody does tell these stories i don't want to steal it because they are some of them are really funny but my i think my all-time favorite story i've heard though about him and i'm sure a lot of you have but was when uh kuchar talked trash to him where you know uh, he had those uh, fill out those bad shoes on and matt was like what the hell are you wearing and Bill goes, oh, you only get to uh, wear these when you win three uh, Masters championships. And Matt said, well, I hope I only ever win two. Because <laughs> the shoes are that. That's my, that's my favorite. That's pretty I think good he said that on Faraday. That's pretty yeah, good. He said that on Faraday. So that, that was, that's my favorite uh, <laughs> Phil story probably ever. Um, I I did want to ask and, and just chat quickly about the Shin Shin Fung thing. Did you see this from the LPGA match play last week? Did you see that that, yeah. that she just kind of said peace on the on the consolation match? I'm I gotta be honest. I'm surprised this hasn't happened before. I am shocked a PGA Tour player hasn't done this, especially a high profile player. Going, I'm good. I just you know you can give them third place. I I play for for victories. I. I need to look this up. Has Tiger played? I'm assuming he played in the Constellation match before, right? I mean, I'm assuming he's finished third or fourth. I know for them the price or the the prize money difference was twenty two ish thousand, right? Um, I'm pretty sure for a tour event it's like a hundred something thousand, or for for the sorry WGC if I think it's like maybe more, right? Might be more. So I don't really think you're bailing on that ever. Um, I don't think you know. I, I, 
if I'm being honest, I don't think it's a great look. I think it's really smart by her. I'm really happy she did it because it's really, it's hilarious. It's a, like a egg in your face type thing. Like, it's so cool. Right. I, I, I would never do that. I just, I don't, I totally get and, and respect every reason why she did it. Uh, but I, I, I just, I, I, I couldn't. Not in your I, DNA. third than fourth. Right. You know? And I get she's trying to get ready for this open. She had an interesting week in the sense that she kept playing a bunch of extra holes. But I don't know. It's just I think it'd leave a weird taste in my mouth. Um, but it is great because, I, you know, I, I, I guess I have always thought, like, what if somebody was just like, yeah, never mind. Like, what if her and Aria uh, decided to like, part of them and say, we're both not going to play. And then they split the money anyways. Like, I think that would be hilarious. Um, but obviously I, I imagine the sponsors weren't super stoked about that. Probably not, not, not the most excited about not having another match on TV. <laughs> yeah. But I guess, I don't know what you, you know, you could do cause you can't make people play in the sense that then they could, then they would just come up with a BSWD. Right. I guess. So uh, I mean, she used her, I, I like, I like when, I like when the players, uh, use their power just to say, all right, well, you know. I don't care because at times, you know, with this Naomi Osaka thing going on right now, right. it's cool. She's like, all right, well, then I'm out because I just don't want to do this. And it's like, man, like, you know, that, that's cool because, you know, I, we, we have lived an awesome life. But at times, like, we're still we're still kind of people trying to be people <laughs> and stay sane. It's like, you know, a lot of traveling, a lot of stuff going on. Shen Shen's playing, you know, way too many holes right before a major and crazy heat. Um, so it's totally her right. Um, so sometimes, you know, it's, it's shocking, but sometimes it's fun to see. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised now that she's done it, that she'd be the last. I think there's going to be more of this that might go on. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I, uh, I can't, I can't believe somebody had the guts to do it. It's pretty cool. I need I'm her to win. I need really, her to win this week. Yeah, It'd be amazing if she won so the U S cool. open. It'd be it, like, you could never trash talk this decision for the rest of the history of golf. If she goes on to win, you think she's the smartest player ever. Oh, I forgot to ask you, Shane, did you, because we didn't talk about, did you see the Brooks and Bryson video? Yes, yes, def- definitely, definitely saw it. Um, they need to get paired together, right, at US Open? It That'd would be, be amazing. Well, okay. you know, it's it's just, you know, the Adam Scott quote keeps sticking in my brain here. Adam Scott saying earlier this year, and I mean, you're on tour, you can speak on this, but, you know, Adam Scott saying outside of four, five, six events a year, this is an entertainment product. And I think that, it wasn't even a negative thing he was saying. I don't necessarily think he's saying that's a bad thing. I mean, sports are in in its essence entertaining, right? That's why we watch them. I mean, I watch I watch basketball. Maybe you've got fifty bucks on a game. You know, maybe your favorite team's playing, but you're also just watching because it's entertaining and it takes you away from life or it gives you something to to enjoy it on an evening. And this is like it's a major championship and it's the U.S. Open and it's very serious, but. It's entertaining. Like everybody would watch that. Everybody would watch it. They'd have cameras, you know, like when, when like MJ would be on the, <clears throat> in his prime MJ would be on the bench and they have that camera. That's just dedicated to MJ, even though he's not playing. It's like they would have cameras dedicated to these guys in between shots because everybody would want to know what was going on. And, uh, and knowing those two guys, they probably something would happen. I mean, not like they'd get in a fight or something, but I'm sure there'd be something said or, a comment made or or whatever, because obviously both Brooks and Bryson are aware of what's new in 2021 in terms of the PIP and, and added value to what they could potentially do. So 
I for goodness sakes, I don't. If you don't do this, if you don't pair them together for the U.S. Open, then what are you, you know, doing we're, here? But we're just it just it's just it's losing out on such an opportunity. I mean, you know, you want your yeah, this never happens. It never happens. We don't get true beefs in golf, Max. I mean, when's what's the last like true beef we've had? I'm trying to think. I w- I was racking my brain last week trying to think of like true true players that didn't like each other and weren't scared to say it. That's the difference. I mean, there's been plenty of players that don't like each other, but it's not like they go on the mics and say anything about it. Yeah. The closest thing we had to beef was like literally beef, beef Johnston when he played on tour, like a couple of events. That's like the closest thing we've had to real beef. It's a good job. I like that line. That was really good. That was Um, good. Here all week. Uh, Yeah. I just think it's great. I mean, it it was not a lot in the, in the, golf media world in general like is is too as you know better than anybody is too new where it's like that exciting like it doesn't really get my attention that much you know you'll have a video here and there and it'll make you laugh and then you'll go on to the next thing but like <laughs> Lacey and I like played the video over our like loudspeaker in the house <laughs> to see if Bryson said anything <laughs> you know we watched you, guys video, are like, doing deep, you guys are doing deep dives yeah, into it so because like you said it's just entertaining and it was a really fun uh funny to see i didn't know that they had like i knew i guess like, you could tell that they didn't really get along but i'd never actually seen them go back and forth or anything um th- but this was like kind of the first uh you know first time we've had like a twitter back and forth of like two main players you know sometimes we'll get it with the you know us like you know uh normal people like players like average guys but them, you know, the top five, ten in the world is it's a great I've point. Never That's seen a great that point. At all. It's usually, you know, golf is so, you know, buttoned up and 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 proper. And and for you know, this is why Brooks is so good for the game of golf because he really does say things that most people wouldn't. And it's in it in this case started something that's really fun and new. And um, you know, that's I feel like he's kind of been the catalyst for a few of these things. Uh, you know, for a while now, Brooks, Brooks is playing chess. We didn't realize it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize this whole time. It was, it was Kepka That was just a step of, uh, it was, he was a couple of roads past. Um, as you get set for kind of Thursday and getting back into it, uh, how are you kind of mentally? Because I know it's something you've been very sharp on this year and you've been reading a lot and talking a lot on the podcast. Like, how are you in terms of the way you're thinking about your own golf game? Like where you're at as you get set for Muirfield village and, and of course the U S open and all the stuff you got coming up. Yeah, I'm great. It's been nice having more like one on one off for a little while. I think the beginning of the season was exhausting, um, but I'm good. Everything's fun. I'm excited to be here. I love this course. They changed it quite a bit. Um, man, it is raining so hard. Uh, Are you changed- playing today? <laughs> I don't think anybody's. I don't think we're going to be allowed to go today. <laughs> um, but yeah, they changed it a lot. You know, 15 is literally a completely different hole. Five is basically a different second shot or third shot um he changed a bunch of the stuff around the greens and on the greens. some super subtle some not there's much more runoffs with fairway grass instead of deep rough uh, um so that'll be interesting and new uh you know even like the back hill on 18 where people would always uh hit that draw in there and then it run up the hill and back down to like gimme it's not nearly as as steep so the ball's not going to roll all the way back down now which means that you can't hit it as close or you probably won't hit it as close but you also would have a chance if you go long to get up and down 
Um, so those things are always make like the mental side of things fun when it's a little different and you feel like you're playing a new golf course. Um, so yeah, so all is good. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, my coach is here and I feel like yesterday you hit the ball nicely. Uh, I've been really working on, you know, when you play majors, it's interesting because I feel like it shows you exactly what you need to get better at. Um, and for me, it's just my short game, uh, and, and my putting just has been lacking. So it's just, it just slaps in the face because you're playing a course that's going to be demanding in every level. And I hit the ball great. I think I was one of the better drivers and strokes gained, um, for, for the two days. So it was nice to go home and have a plan on what I was, you know, what I need to keep getting, getting better at. So, um, in that, like I said, and when you're going one on, one off a little more, so it's really easy to stay mentally sharp. You get much more excited to be at events. It doesn't become like too repetitive or anything, which is cool. I've got a, I've got a flight. I've got a good idea here. Um, the okay. good idea is um, just hound Max Homa to play golf with him because oh, he, yeah, uh, he, ca <laughs> he caves. He caves apparently. That's 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 the thing. Can you explain to people that aren't on Twitter or don't pay close enough attention this dude that has just he is relentless. Yeah, he Armin. Uh, he tweeted at me 26 days ago now, and he said day one of asking uh, me to to play with him. And I responded, you know, day one of me saying I'm busy that day. Uh, and a bunch of people liked it. And he got, you know, a bunch of whatever. And so he did it again the next day. And I think I responded again. And then I've taken a couple of days off, but he's kept tweeting at it. And you know, I have, I knew in my head after like five or six days on day 25, I'd, I I would say, <laughs> yeah, because that's my favorite number. And um, I'm never going to do it again. Uh, just FYI. Yeah, so don't tweet at Max now to play golf. Even though I did see some some either golfers and other people were sending you funny Twitter requests, which I've really enjoyed. Yeah, no, it's great, and uh, it'll be fun. I'm gonna try to figure out how to make it into a charity thing and and raise some money. Uh, maybe make it in like a little like match type thing. Um, Sell the other two fun. spots, maybe. Yeah, you know, I'll, donate I'll that. Figure out something. Um, so. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm pumped. It's fun. The only problem with all of this these days, it truly is annoying. It's like even like Graham Dillette, uh, your boy, um, who's my good buddy. Like I saw him talk about how it's, you know, basically like, oh, you know, the pip thing plays a big part in it. And I, I will say it's on the face that it's nothing to do with anything I do. Right. Uh, I don't have a chance in hell of winning it. I promise. I've checked. What if you win the U.S. Open and the Open? What if you win okay, both? Okay, that would help, yeah. Okay, you so think that helps? So then you can go back on my tweets and say I did it for, for <laughs> the pit. But just like nowadays, like anytime like a golfer tweets, the call he's trying That's to good get that money. It's like, man, just like. That, Sometimes I'm just do doing it. it. I, I just wanted to do this because <laughs> it's funny. Every time, you know, we do anything, I think it's really just to be like, to have fun. You know, shout out to Justin Thomas, my Feel Good Friday for giving the check to Michael Visaki and so we can keep playing golf. I mean, it's just the most tremendous thing. Um, I guarantee you that he didn't really want it to be videoed or, or brought sh like shouted out to, to the open. I'm glad it was so we could see how good a guy is, but like you could tell it was just like, you know, someone was like, Oh, we need to throw a camera on this when they found out, but it was just a tremendous thing for Justin to do. And of course you still get, you know, people being called, like, oh, this is a great idea for the pip or, 
um, this is a, a you know a great um, like you know how much money did he give him because like you know because they want to judge essentially like how much like you know because Justin has a lot of money that he should be giving more like it's just there's no nobody these days can just do something with what well, just because they want to do it um, so I wanted to shout him out for for doing it and and just kind of uh, not have I like I said not really doing it for publicity he just did it and i thought that was really cool and uh, but yeah it's just the day and age we live in now is like everything gets broadcast and if it's because you you want to do something someone's going to find an angle on, on why you did it and it's just like like uh kvv made me laugh but he said you know my normal brain like this is such a good idea for, that. for me to to play with armin or this is such like a nice thing and he said my cynical internet poison brain brain he said like max is you know, caved in way too quickly, and he's only doing this for X, Y, and Z. And you know, Weezer, the band, took way longer to do their other one. And it's just like, how are any of these things linked? <laughs> like, like, how are any of these things like, like, like if if in one try I said, yeah, man, let's go play golf. No one would have thought twice. I found it funny. Like I said, after the fifth day, I knew if I could make it, if he made it to twenty-five, I'd like to do it. Um, and it'll be cool. This is why I've always, you know, like social media for for this aspect is you get to interact with people and grow the game of golf a little bit. So it's just a, it's an interesting world we live in, but yeah, sure. It's all for Pip. Armin, Armin's actually me. I'm, it's my burner account. I've been setting this up for weeks. Now that would, that would have been next level thinking, Max. I'd have been very, very impressed if all this came back to you and you <laughs> tweet at, tweeting at yourself from another account. Uh, golf, by the way, golf pride reached out to Armin's like, I'm going to regroup this club before, uh, I'm assuming they'll probably get other stuff from some other sponsors. But anyway, but if you're listening to this, for for God's sakes, don't send Max any tweets about wanting to play golf. <laughs> He's not going to say yes. He this is a one-off situation. Uh, it, we are we are probably I'd say this is going to be a year of this. By the way, of anything that happens in golf is going to get played up as a pip play. Yeah, anything, for sure. no matter what you do, any funny thing you do on the golf course, any interaction. Uh, God, I mean, God forbid you actually get in an argument with somebody, right? I mean, yeah. you actually, I mean. If you were actually upset about something, it'd be like, oh, here we go again. Here we <laughs> go. Pit play. But I, I think it'll, after about a year, it'll probably it'll probably wane off a bit. But um, do you have any more flights besides JT, uh, which was a very cool video? I urge anybody that hadn't seen it to go to go look at it. And you know what I say? This is my take on this, Max. I don't care if it was a pit play. It was awesome. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's the. It's it's always a thing. Like, did you did you do that nice thing to be nice, or did you do that nice thing to get attention? It's like, well, do, does it ever really matter because you did the nice thing? It's the Phoebe Buffet thing, right? There's it's no the selfless acts. No selfless acts. <laughs> it's a great point. So it's just yeah. So I mean, I believe this was a selfless act, um, and it, let's just say it wasn't. Which which I don't believe so. But let's just say it wasn't. Who really cares? Who cares? It was like one of the nicest things I've seen someone do unprompted in forever and i i mean i'm a huge fan of jt and i'm just really proud of him for doing that i think that was just really cool i do not have any more fights that was my that was my main thing i wanted to to uh, remember to say because i just think um it, 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 it really shocked me i guess is the thing you don't see that very often i was impressed that jt called him was like hey let's play some golf you know they got to play practice round because i know michael seems like one of those like really cool guys that's just really appreciative every anytime he's playing in, in a big event and being around the the big guys he's not, not shy about trying to look like act cool about that he, he's 
open about it and for JT to not only reach out, but then, you know, uh, help him continue his golf career financially. It's just like, it, it rocked my world. So it's really, really cool. Is, is this a thing that, and not to name names, is this a thing that pro golfers that have made it, if you will, I mean, PJ tour players, do you see them kind of supporting either ex teammates or friends? Yeah. Is this something you see happen out there? I mean, obviously it doesn't get the publicity, but does this happen more often than, than, than we know about? For sure. It happens actually quite, quite often from what I understand. Um, so, uh, but rarely to, I guess somebody you just like don't know at all. Right. Um, so that's where this, I feel like is a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the mini tour world, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. We're watching the F1 show right now and I believe this is true. If you're an F2 driver, you have to pay to drive the car. I mean, F1 drivers make, wow. you know, a trillion dollars, right? I mean, if you're, it's, I, I've decided Cindy brought this up. She said, it's gotta be the most competitive sport in the world. There's, there's 20 spots, right? And that's it. And so yeah. it's gotta be, but you know, I mean, you go one step down to, to an F2 and it's like, you're paying or you're doing something like that. So, you know, I did, I played mini tour golf, uh, back before, you know, it, it was before when it was, when it was extremely expensive because it was kind of pre 08. And, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking like 25 or 30 down to start the year. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just base. That's like to get into all the events you want to play in, uh, for a full season and stuff. And if you're not making any money, it's just, it's, it's burn the check, burn the check, burn the check week after week after week. And so then you start to think about selling spots or, you know, you're trying to get more money from somebody else and you have to ask for money. I mean, it is a, it's stressful as hell. So for anybody to do any of this stuff on video or otherwise, I mean, to help out somebody chasing their dream, that's like what life's about. You know, that's literally why, why you want to be a human being is if you can help someone achieve what they're trying to eventually get to, you know, that's why we live. I mean, that's the, hopefully that's why we live unless you're a complete asshole. It's why we, it's why we want to be around. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And it, you get happens more often than we see in general but these days when all the bad stuff seems to be so public it's nice when the good stuff's public too uh last thing your golf bag is there anything new in your bag that we don't know about or is it just are we are we locked and loaded on what you're playing with right now headed into memorial and into the u.s open i think i have a new putter this week i'm gonna it's like my old old you think you have a new putter i have three putters with me at the moment (laughs) but i think i'm gonna switch to this new one it's like my old design the one with like the saber tooth, the one I call like the JT putter. Yeah, yeah. But with the milled face, like the big one I've been using. So um, I posted it yesterday and I really liked it. So that would be the only new thing. Okay. In my bag. Okay. <laughs> maybe a new putter. It's uh, <laughs> Wednesday morning and maybe not a practice throughout the day. And Max is on the <laughs> fence about what his flag sticks would be. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that approach. We're, we are, I uh, we know we had a couple of weeks off. Obviously, we had major and then just some stuff going on. Um, and you know what? I mean, we have other jobs, which is kind of the the joy of this. Yeah. Guy. My favorite thing, by the way, bro, is when we don't do a podcast for a week and I get three tweets like, do you guys stop doing the pod? I'm like, yeah, have you been around like this is kind of what we do. This yeah. is kind of how it's we do it. Like, to do it on a schedule. We can't do it every single time, especially when Max is playing multiple weeks in a row. But we're going to try to have uh, a pre US open one. I'm assuming we'll have one sometime early next week, kind of following what you do at Memorial. You'll be back in Arizona, right? After, uh, yeah, after this week, it'll be easy. sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, anything else you got, buddy? No, all good. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> good luck building the, uh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, this is 
like these are this is one of those chores that you just keep coming like i'm doing other annoying chores to avoid having to do this you know what i'm saying yes. it's like i will do the dishes i need to vacuum the basement yeah like, what else do you need the best way to stop procrastinating on something is to have some, to give yourself something worse to do so you'll go do the <laughs> first thing better i did that the other day i didn't want to do laundry and next thing you know um I yeah I did the same thing I did when did the dishes and then went and like finally was like all right you got to do the laundry at some point <laughs> like now the house is like you know getting better so it's just amazing uh, how 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 uh, some things just turn you off so bad you'll you'll do anything to get out oh, of it dude putting putting stuff together is just it's just brutal no, I, I want to you know what we need to do here's a good idea let's start a company that just sends everything they make to you fully put together just never have to worry about it i don't know what we don't have to have a box company that does that as well uh max have a great week play well excited to watch uh everybody it's going to be a great week for golf we got women's open ncaa's uh and then we're getting closer and closer uh to tory it's going to be fun uh we'll talk to you soon talk to you soon wash your hands so henry happy second birthday Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.